get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN, and it has been far too long since we've been able to catch up with our friend at the Cardinals Insider for the Athletic. She's Katie Wu joining us live from Jupiter, where the Cardinals are back in action in spring training games today against the New York Mets. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. How are you doing today? Fellas, it is so nice to be back with you. I missed you guys. Um, but yeah, there's beautiful weather in Jupiter today. Game's about to start. I have zero complaints for one. What's Katie, going on? Katie, how much did you miss us, truly? Well, I think we have to go the person-by-person rank oh, because God. some I might have perhaps missed more than others. Oh, yeah. But I'll BK's let you guys third. There. BK is absolutely BK is, third. BK might be third. And I, I think Tanner's <laughs> first. So I, you know what, Katie? I will take the middle spot here. You know, you, you crushed it. You did crush the power rankings. Nailed it. What else is new? BK's always last on these lists. Did you see her her tweet about returning to the show today? Was she wrong? She said it's about that time. Back on the boy or back with time. the boys on 101 ESPN for another season. You can ca- catch us checking or talking Cardinals and BK's overall misfortune every Monday. Yeah, that seems about right. I Look, mean, you guys, you have a brand. You got you got to own up to it. Nailed it. I feel like I have the brand. Speaking of being bad. Speaking of misfortune, misfortunes, Katie, uh, I was texting with Polo. Apparently you forget a lot of things when you uh, go to the ballpark down in Jupiter. Okay. You know, I think I'm just a little overstimulated. Yes, I. the first couple of weeks I did forget almost, I would average like one forgotten personal item every other day. Huh. But we're getting better. We're getting better with each week. I know it's only Monday and it's like 12 o'clock here, but... Have not lost anything today yet. Proud of you. Boom. Are you in the best Thank shape you. of your life? Is that a fair way to describe what your off season was like? Or is that just like, you know, Tyler O'Neill? Um, I am not in the best shape of my life as evidenced by the fact that it is exhausting for me to go across the backfield. Seriously, it's so much walking. But it was a reality check for me that maybe I need to incorporate some daily cardio going forward. Did you eliminate the leg kick, though, so that your power swings there? <laughs> You're more contact. Um. No, I still think I'm a big swing and a miss girl in almost all circumstances, you guys. But that's okay. At least I know my skill set. All right. See, this is the scouting report that we need before we start the that's regular right. season, Katie. All right, Katie. You're so right. let's let's get into the nitty gritty of what you saw in the spring training games over the weekend. Uh, let's start with the obvious. So is Jordan Walker just going to like swing his way onto this baseball team? Okay, you guys. So I didn't actually see the Jordan Walker what? home run, not oh, because I wasn't it. at the game. I did BK it, but it was not my fault. Um, my seat assignment just happened to be behind this gigantic pillar, which for whatever reason is in the middle of the press box. But So I didn't see it, but I did hear it. 
And I knew instantly, even though I did not know who was up to bat at the moment, that it was Jordan Walker, just based off the sound and of the bat alone, the ball in the bat alone. It just sounds different. And I know that's kind of a cliche, but I don't know how to express this in any other way. If you have a guy who's 20 years old and can get the intention of an entire ballpark off one swing of the bat, that is some special, special talent. Have you talked to anybody about that, Katie? You're sitting behind a pillar at spring training games. Do they know who you are? <laughs> oh, no, they probably do. That's probably, probably intentional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so follow up with Jordan Walker then, Katie. Is it right for me to fall in love with him after one swing of the bat? I Yes. I mean, look, this is a very special talent. He's obviously the power, the alert, the, the five tools. It's all warranted. Do I think he has a legitimate shot to make the opening day roster? I wouldn't give it... I wouldn't say no. I do think he has an opportunity. Do I think a lot of it depends, one, on his play, of course, but also the play of the other outfielders? Absolutely. Because let's be honest, the Cardinals are not going to start or bring up Jordan Walker if he is not going to start every single day. And that's not a Jordan Walker thing. That's a Cardinals organization thing. The front office has been so meticulous over the past years of only promoting their top prospects when there is a path for them to play every single day. So, and, and then their, their reasoning is there's no reason to bring up Jordan Walker if he's just going to sit the bench when he could be playing every single day in AAA. But will he have the opportunity to prove that he can make the opening day roster and will the Cardinals give him a legitimate chance? I believe so. We're talking to Katie Wu of The Athletic here on 101 ESPN. If you haven't already, what are you doing? But give give her a follow on Twitter, at Katie J. Wu, and be sure to subscribe to The Athletic for all of her excellent work. Uh, Katie, speaking of that outfield uh, conversation, I did want to ask you about the way that they're approaching center field. I wonder if some of this is just uh, about the World Baseball Classic and Newt and O'Neill both going off to their respective teams soon. But what have you made of the fact that we have not yet seen Dylan Carlson in center? Yeah, you know, that's a good point, but I think that is a little bit to do with the World Baseball Classic because obviously with Tyler and Lars leading, Lars especially, who leaves tomorrow, there will be plenty of opportunities for Dylan to play center. We were talking about this with Ollie Marmol today, that Dylan will see a ton of reps with obviously with both of those guys gone. So I think to me, I don't want to read too much into that just based on the timing and these guys leaving soon. We will see plenty of Dylan in center field, and we will see plenty of Jordan Walker in the corners, but... I think the center field competition all around is interesting because the Cardinals and their three front runners for the starting outfield positions and new bar Carlson and O'Neill, it's so unique because all three of those guys can play all three outfield positions really in my belief, in my belief above league average. So that's a great problem to have. And I, I hear the reasoning about Tyler O'Neill. Maybe you want to avoid playing him in center because he's been injury prone in the past. I get it. But when you look at the, the traits of a center fielder, route direction, sprint speed, all of that, that really plays to Tyler O'Neill's strength and also to Dylan Carlson. So we'll see. But the best way for back to Jordan Walker, for Jordan Walker to be on this club is if you can move Tyler O'Neill to center and he can play there regularly or if Dylan Carlson can stay there regularly because when Jordan Walker comes up, again, he'll be playing those corner outfield spots. Oh, I see him right now. It's time to shake hands on the field. <laughs> a man of the people. Um, that's his spot. That's his avenue. And for that to happen, there needs to be flexibility in center field as well. So I do think it's a multifaceted approach here. I'm assuming you're not sitting behind that pillar since you can see him on the field shaking hands, right? I am not. I moved to a visiting radio booth, so I would like to shout out Polo Sencio. This is the seat that I'm sitting in. (laughs) I like that. I like that. So, Katie, speaking of Dylan Carlson, I mean, it does seem like he might be the odd man out here because of all of the hype around Lars Newtbar, the expectation of Tyler O'Neill getting a lot of reps in center field, and then with Jordan Walker, uh, what, what do you make of Dylan Carlson's position on this team going through spring training? 
think the Cardinals still value Dylan Carlson very highly, and they should. He's a young guy, 24 years old, can, has shown abilities in the past to be a, a, a solid two-way player. He just needs to hit, uh, especially he needs to hit against uh, right-handed pitchers. So for Dylan, this is a big spring for him because it, it's his chance to prove that he can be an everyday player in the lineup. We've seen Ollie Marmel platoon him, especially in the second half when he was kind of taking a nose dive and using him to play the splits. That's something that Ollie really likes to do. He prefers that line of flexibility, fluidity. You all know this. So for Dylan, it's not necessarily for me looking at him as, you know, is he on the team or is he not? It's, is he on the team as a full-time regular starter or is he on the team as a platoon bat and, or a platoon player based on, you know, opposing matchups and opposing teams? Because you are correct in saying there does seem to be a lot of hype around Newt Barr and O'Neill and, of course, Walker. But to me, I don't think that really – eliminates any of the the expectations of the Cardinal topper Dylan Carlson. Katie, position player-wise, who has caught your eye other than Jordan Walker? Is there anybody like games or just while you've been watching a swing that's caught your attention? Is there anybody in particular that you're like, ah, that that's interesting and worth noting? Yes. Uh, Nolan Gorman has been really impressive so far in the limited times that we've seen him um, because he's he did not revamp his swing. But he changed his approach. We all know that Gorman was exposed often in the second half of last season because the league caught up to him. They saw his uh, his inability to catch up to the high fastball. You know how to pitch Nolan Gorman. You know he can do damage on the low off-speed pitches in the zone. You don't want to throw him anything there. But last season, if you threw him something high, letters, as a letters, he was most likely going to whiff or chase after it. So he spent the entire season working on getting identifying that high fastball early and he doesn't necessarily want to do damage with that pitch. He does want to be able to put it in play, but his main goal is to be able to just fight it off so he can get to the pitch that he wants, which is that low off-speed stuff. I saw it at bat yesterday on Sunday against the Marlins, against Johnny Cueto. He was down to two strikes. Cueto gives him this high fastball. He actually gets a barrel on it, hits it over 100 miles per hour to second base for a two-run single. But when I asked him about you know that approach, he said, you know, I wasn't surprised I expect to do that. I spent way too much time on this offseason making sure I could put myself in a position like that, that going forward, that's the expectation. He's really impressed Ollie Marmel as well, who said that Nolan Gorman looks like a different player this spring. So he's my guy to keep an eye on because if Gorman can figure out a way to hit consistently, that left-handed power, we, it's been a while since we've seen that at Bush Stadium, and I think it can completely transform the lineup. Katie, same question, but on the pitcher side of things. Ooh. Ooh, good question. I think he's... Well, we know the rotation is, is pretty well established, barring any injury, but I'm really intrigued by the left-handed relief jobs and the competition there. Zach Thompson, I think, could have a big season for the Cardinals. He's added some velocity, and the reason he was able to do that was because he changed how he was coming set. He's always been a guy that came relatively came set relatively high, but he's now changed his glove to coming set similar to Ryan Helsley, just from the left side. And when I asked him why, he joked. He said, well, it seemed to work out really well for him in adding Velo. Brian Helsley threw, like, the five fastest pitches in baseball last year. So that coming said it was a minor tweak, has added up to three miles per hour on his Velo, and I think he can be a pretty electric arm in the bullpen. They already have Cabrera, who has some nasty stuff when right. You can Cabrera, uh, compare Cabrera and Thompson together, and you throw in Palante. I know he's a right-hander, but has opposing splits. I think that's a really complex left side of your bullpen. 
Final question. We'll get you out of here on this one, Katie. Uh, when you look at the way that we saw these first this first weekend's games, what do you think of the pitch clock, the, the new rule changes? Anything in particular stand out about it? You know, I didn't really notice the pace of play until I looked up and because it didn't feel like the game was was speeding up by any means. I kind of had the impression that it was going to feel like when you listen to a podcast on like speed 1.5, just really rushed, right? But I didn't notice it in the moment. I noticed it when I realized it was the top of the fifth and only an hour and 10 minutes had passed. And I turned to the people next to me. I said, oh my gosh, what happened? So I think it's a work in progress. I think we're going to have to give both everyone some grace here, players, coaches, umpires, as they figure out the best way to get on the, the same page. There's going to be some mishaps. We had one yesterday with the clock being in fourth, 30 seconds too early to start the inning. And, but, you know, to the credit, the people, the communication staff and the, the umpires caught it about six innings through and were able to fix it and communicated to each team what was going on. So I don't have too many complaints right now, even though I'm, I'm not an enthusiast of the new rules, I would say. But I do think that we should approach this with an open mind and give people some grace as we adjust. Katie, it's great to have you on with us once again this season. We are looking forward to being able to speak with you each and every Monday throughout the baseball season, enjoying all of your great work from down there in Jupiter over on The Athletic. We'll talk with you again next week. You got it, guys. Great to be back with you. I'll talk to you again soon.